0: Lock talk Radio You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, June 9th, 2020, and I'm your host Arielle Taylor, with my co-hosts Lavendar and Anastasia. As you may have heard, we had to reschedule our two spring quests and add one in September. And this quest is a soul family reunion in the crystal capital of the world, and any star seed with at least one galactic degree on their chart is welcome to join us. The August Harmonic Convergence quest will be August 14 to 17. The rescheduled quest will be September 25 to 28, and that's right after the equinox. Uh, the November... Um, Pleiadian, I just said equinox, I meant solstice. Uh, The (laughs) November Pleiadian lineup quest is November 13 to 16, and I think there's only two spots left for September, and the other two are filling up quickly, so if you feel the call to join us, just write to crystals at starseedhotline.com right away to secure your spot or get more info. Our special guest this evening is Dr. Chad Beauchamp who is both a doctor of physical therapy as well as a board-certified sports specialist. He is the owner and founder of Repair Sports Institute, located in Orange Orange County, California. And in addition to consistently trying to improve the overall standard of practice at repair and in the profession, Beauchamp travels both domestically and internationally with the U.S. Olympic beach volleyball teams. He participates in NFL combined camps, NFL and MLB offseason training, PGA, PGA concierge treatment and injury prevention, while also providing medical coverage for some of the nation's best local high school sports. Dr. Beauchamp has made his life's work consistently pushing the boundaries of Western medicine. It's imperative that his practice combines both Eastern and Western medicine, which is ultimately the balance of the masculine and feminine energies. Our eternal souls only here on this planet for a short time. And in order for us to live our best, most fulfilled lives, we must take care of our vehicle, um, meaning our mind and bodies so our souls can shine bright and manifest on this planet. You can visit Chad's website, which is RepairSI, the word repair, R-E-P-A-I-R, and then S-I, as in sportsinstitute.com. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest to Starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank Jada and Fiona for hosting the switchboard tonight for those who may have a question or comment for Dr. Chad. We have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other Starseeds thanks to Tammy's helpful dedication. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Talk. And if you'd like to show your support of our program, please just click follow on our page here, and you'll get our weekly show notices if you enable those. Our main website is StarseedHotline.com. The Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself, and coming soon with Rebecca also. And please be aware that due to a massive global starseed activation, our waiting lists are now at about six months until we get our new astrologers uh, trained, which is underway right now. It's great news for the planet, but we do need to expand our team to meet this demand so your understanding and patience is much appreciated. And remember, if you have a birthday coming up, you're not going to want to miss out on your 10 hours of power. You can find out when that happens by just requesting your solar return timing, and that only takes a few days. But if you want the Stage 2 interpretation, you'll need to order that six months ahead of your birthday. So first up tonight, I would like to introduce Anastasia with her wonderful, fascinating, here we go, Star Seed (laughs) News.
1: Hello, Ariel. Good evening, everyone. It's great to be with you. So happy to be here. Hi. Can you hear me fine? I sure can. Good. Great. So we're up and running. Great. Well, we're going to have a solar eclipse on the 21st, and that will be the first day of northern summer, and the sun is going to disappear. The moon will pass directly in front of the sun on June 21st, creating a ring of fire over parts of Africa, the Middle East, the Himalayas, and Asia. And speaking of June and the first day of summer, that summer solstice is just under two weeks away, and parts of the northern Rockies resemble a scene out of winter yesterday. There was snow in Montana, Idaho, and Utah, actually a foot of snow to the northern Rockies. National Weather Service said yesterday that heavy snow had developed across parts of Idaho and Montana and Utah. Forecasters said an abnormally cold and vigorous upper trough for early June is swinging through the western U.S. and northern plains will bring the threat for severe weather to the Midwest, to the south, and to the east. And a Scottish village named Comrie experienced an earthquake. The British Geological Survey reported that a seismic event measuring 2.2 on the Richter scale was recorded near the village of Comrie, Scotland, Saturday, and its nickname, by the way, is the Shaky Village, Well the residents in Comrie reported to hearing a really loud bang, while one person said it sounded like an explosion. Earthquakes in Scotland, goodness, and back wow. to California, Ridge, Ridgecrest, California experienced a magnitude 5.5 earthquake that uh, happened on uh, the weekend, let me see here. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, a few days ago. It was towards Friday. Uh, anyway, this occurred, and they felt it as a bump and rolling motion in the high-rise buildings in downtown Las Vegas. And local television news broadcasts stopped as anchors reported seeing lights sway in their studios. Mm. Shook everybody up a bit. And Yellowstone is getting rattled. Yellowstone National Park only just recently reopened its gates to tourists, but things got a little busier than anticipated last Friday with the first of 11 earthquakes that occurred in 24 hours. The first tembler was 3.1, while the rest registered between, I don't know, 1.6 and 2.5, according to the local press. What's important here is the area has seen 34 earthquakes in the last 30 days. Now, it's notorious for seismic activity. Nevertheless, It's rocking and rolling right now. Well, here's an interesting story. Um, Israel has had a tremendous amount of rain. Now, this is the desert, mind you all. It is not prone to heavy rain at all. But this last year, since winter, they have had a tremendous amount of rain, a lot of flooding, a lot of hail and lightning and so on and so forth. Well, the biblical village of Bethsaida, where Jesus fed the 5,000, has been submerged by flooding. Now, this is a place where Jesus supposedly fed the 5,000, and it's underwater. It's forced archaeologists to abandon their excavation there. Now, Bethsaida was also reputed to be the hometown to disciples Andrew, Peter, and Philip, and was reputedly where Christ performed the miracles of feeding the multitude and helping a blind man see. Archaeologists have been working at this site in the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee, but their efforts have ground to a halt because heavy rains caused the Sea of Galilee, also known in modern terms as Lake Kinneret, to go flooded. The lead archaeologist said that there is no way the digging can continue this whole year, and he said during the past 30 years, the amount of the rain in Israel was not enough to even bring the lake to full capacity, but this is the year that it happened. They're digging out there to try to prove that this little location, there's a a Hebrew name for it. I don't have that, but they're trying to prove that this is Beseda, and the the location of the miracles. But they had to stop because of the rain. Um, U.S. commercial casinos are really doing a bang-up business, even despite the shutdown. Of course, they didn't make much money then, but overall, in 2019, They have made $43.6 billion, and that's up almost 4% from last year. This includes shutdown. Um, They say that the continuing spread of legal sports betting, commercial casinos in the U.S. have gained profits uh, to the tune of almost $44 billion last year. In a report that they issued last Wednesday, the American Gaming Association said commercial casino revenue has risen for five straight years. Now, bear in mind that Las Vegas has been very eager to reopen its casinos uh, because it claims that it's in terrible financial straits. But they have made lots of money, uh, even with the shutdown. Now, the numbers given by the American Gaming Association do not include tribal casinos, which report that last fall they had a revenue of almost $34 billion. And that was up from all the previous years. And at the end of 2019... There were 524 tribal casinos operating in 29 states, compared with 465 commercial casinos in 25 states. Interesting. And in Russia, they have declared a state of emergency because of an oil spill. It's a massive oil spill. In Siberia, again, Siberia, once a once pristine land, is now just running into all kinds of problems as they're developing it up there. But they're calling this Russia's Exxon Valdez oil spill. And the president of Russia did declare a state of emergency in that area last week. Twenty thousand tons of diesel oil from a power plant leaked into the Umbarnia River, which is north of the Arctic Circle, and it turned long stretches of this river red. Now this is an environmental disaster, and they say it maybe was caused by climate change because the permafrost is melting which caused the collapse of pillars that supported the fuel tank. Now, I have to ask myself, couldn't someone see that the fuel tank was sagging? But that's (laughs) what they say. You know, I mean, there there was no human error in this at all. But authorities are now telling the population that the cleanup is going to take a very long time and be very expensive, of course, since the river is too shallow for barges and there are no nearby roads. Now, Russia's environment minister says he's ruled out burning the fuel since such a huge bonfire over such an area would be extremely risky and dangerous. I would say so. So that is a personal tragedy for Siberia. That's very unfortunate. Um, I want to thank Tammy and Lavendar and all of the Starseed listeners for the wonderful stories they've been sending us, and I'm going to share this stuff with you tonight. It's really good. It's really cool. And one of my favorite ones is South Korea gifts 10,000 face masks to the Navajo Nation to honor their service as code talkers during the Korean War. Now, when the South Korean government realized that the Navajo Nation had been uh, suffering infection rates of COVID-19 that rivaled that of New York City, uh, South Korea shipped them 10,000 face masks and other PPE equipment to honor their service seven decades ago to the East Asian nation of South Korea, 70 years ago. This really makes you think. Because during the Korean War, around 800 members of the Navajo Nation used their native language as an unbreakable code for radio messages, ensuring complete secrecy around any military movements by the United States, which was an ally to South Korea. And the South Koreans have never forgotten the Native American contributions. And according to the Ministry of Patriots and Veterans Affairs in South Korea, around 130 of these code talkers are still alive today. And he said, we hope our small gifts will console the veterans in the midst of the COVID-19 crisis. The government remembers those who made a noble sacrifice to defend a strange country 70 years ago, and we hope they will proudly tell their posterity about the choice they made so many years back. Well now, South Korea has so far handled the COVID-19 pandemic pretty well by testing everyone and anyone. It has sent also masks all over the world, including a total of a half a million to the Department of Veteran Affairs here in the United States to honor American soldiers who fought and died on the Korean Peninsula Peninsula and those who serve in the armed services today. Wow. Now what That's an example? To you, obsessed yeah. Americans, okay? Eastern cultures tend to respect, learn from, and treasure older people. We can learn a lot from this in more ways than one. For one thing, paying back what, you know, a favor from so many years ago and remembering it. Wow. Well, wow. Well, in uh, Massachusetts, Good news coming from there. They are having a dramatic uptick in eagle nests, including the first eagle nest on Cape Cod in over 115 years. Wow. The Massachusetts Division of Fisheries and Wildlife said in a post on their website this week that there's been a dramatic uptick in eagle nests this year. More than 70 active nests were spotted this spring. That includes the first bald eagle nest with eggs on Cape Cod in 115 years, as I already said, and the first ever documented case of eagles nesting on nearby Martha's Vineyard. First time ever nests on Martha's Vineyard. Now, they said that the Cape last saw its nest uh, back in 1905. Now, bald eagles recently improved from threatened to special concern on the Massachusetts Endangered Species List due to successful conservation measures, um, which was an eagle introduction program in the 1980s that led to an uptick of their population. Now, while bald eagles are no longer on the endangered species list, they are still protected under multiple federal laws. But one has to wonder, you know, do you think it was maybe the pulling back of the human population during the lockdown that might have encouraged the eagles to build nests. I will say that in my neighborhood uh, where we've been spending most of our time or if not all of our time indoors in the last couple of months, birds began to nest around the house and in the carport that normally they would not have done because we would have been in and out that particular door a lot. So definitely the cessation or the cutback, scale back of human activity has benefited wildlife considerably. And here's a really important story. Man, you know, you all are going to go, wow, yeah, why not? Scientists have developed an invincible textile coating that can repel bacteria and viruses. Now, masks, gowns, and other protective personal equipment, or PPE, are absolutely necessary to protect healthcare workers, but the textiles and materials themselves can absorb and carry viruses and bacteria, and of course, that can spread the disease that the wearer didn't want to catch in the first place. Now, when the coronavirus spread among healthcare professionals and left personal protective equipment in short supply, finding a way to provide better protection while allowing for the safe reuse of these items became of utmost importance. And thankfully, researchers from the LAMP lab at the University of Pittsburgh Swanson School of Engineering may have a solution. The lab has created a textile coating that can not only repel liquids like blood and saliva, but can also prevent viruses from adhering to the surface. Now they say that coating could have broad applications in healthcare. Everything from hospital gowns to waiting room chairs would benefit from the ability to repel viruses, particularly ones that spread as easily as adenoviruses. Now these viruses can be inadvert- inadvertently picked up in hospital waiting rooms and just contaminated surfaces in general. And this coating on waiting room furniture, for example, could be a major step towards reducing the spread of this disease. Now, the next step for the researchers is going to be to test the effectiveness against beta coronaviruses like the one that causes COVID-19. And they said if the treated fabric could repel beta coronaviruses, and in particular SARS-CoV-2, this could have a huge impact for healthcare workers and even the general public if PPE, scrubs, or even clothing could be made uh, from protein, blood, bacteria, and virus-repelling fabrics. Why not? Yeah. Amazing. I will say the body of the article indicated uh, nanotech is involved in this, um, this discovery. All right. And there is a new idea afoot. Um, group of people, businessmen, corporations, so on and so forth, people of importance, Became a little bit alarmed because somebody was going to claim an Endangered Species Act on a certain uh, species, and they decided, "Wow, well, you know, we don't want that. Maybe we ought to all just get together and cooperate in ahead of time and avoid uh, this Endangered Species Act. We'll just cooperate with these uh, beings, these species, and the species is monarch butterflies." Now, that's right. A new consortium of assorted important people (laughs) have agreed to agree collectively in order to enable the survival of monarch butterflies. Let me explain. Now, of the great animal migrations on our planet, this fantastic 3,000-mile flight of monarch butterflies is surely one of the most astonishing displays of nature on the move. It's incredible. But... Recent decades of development along their migration corridors, tons and tons of development everywhere you look, have impeded the ability of these fragile creatures to complete their journey to and from Mexico through the western U.S. and Canada. But now, a recent effort by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, in partnership with the University of Illinois and other important people, has created a program for protecting habitat along vital migration corridors. Participants to the agreement include landowners, farmers, transportation and energy companies, and other important people who will carry out conservation measures to mitigate threats to the monarch butterfly. Further, they will agree to create and maintain butterfly habitat on a yearly basis. And although this agreement specifically focuses on monarch habitat, Conservationists tell us that these efforts will also benefit other species of pollinating insects, including bees and beautiful little critters like that. Now, much of this will occur along the sides of highways, interstates, as well as around energy infrastructure, pipelines and such, uh, power stations and such, and that will be extremely useful both for the wildflowers and the other plants that the pollinators feed on. We need food. They need vegetation, and wildflowers, and as many as 2.3 million acres of roadsides and utility lands may be involved in the agreement becoming habitat for monarchs and other pollinators. Well, this agreement came about because they were responding, as I said, to an imminent decision by the Fish and Wildlife to afford the monarch butterfly endangered protection. Now, actions like that have long been frustrating and infuriating for business sectors public and private. And so they got together, 45 various companies across sectors like transportation and energy, and engaging with public landowners, uh, they decided to start this monarch conservation effort so that they will avoid an endangered protection listing for the butterfly. But this is all voluntary, and it's not enforceable. So it will remain to be seen if this Wonderful idea of being a decent, responsible, nature-respecting human will bear fruit. And I hope the pollination of that budding solution goes as planned and the butterflies will live and thrive once again freely.
0: Oh, that's support great.
1: that. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Let's see how us humans do in our opportunity for change and transition. Now, I want to tell you what Albert Einstein said before I release you this evening <laughs> to our guest. He said a human being is a part of the whole called by us universe, a part limited in time and space. He experiences himself, his thoughts and feeling as something separate from the rest, a kind of an optical delusion of his consciousness. This delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and to affection for a few persons nearest to us. Our task must be to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature in all of its
0: beauty. Oh. Yeah. What a guy, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy, Albert. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. I mean he had he had such a breadth of vision.
1: He did. You know, many of our modern physicists are today's mystics, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. From my heart to each one of you, have a beautiful next couple of weeks, everybody, and much love to each and every one of you.
0: Okay, well, thanks so much for the Starseed News, Anastasia. It's always a pleasure, and I'm glad to hear some good things coming out of all of this, uh, you know.
1: We are at a turning point, after all, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, we
1: need to know we, that people can make a difference, and we can. It is possible, okay? And and we're, this, we can see evidence of that. It could be absolutely a wonderful turning point for a whole new beginning. In fact, I think it is. So onward and upward, up up spiral as you say, Ariel. Yes, yes.
0: I agree. So thanks <laughs> a lot, Anastasia, and we'll we'll see you in two weeks. Good night, everybody. Okay, good night. You know, I, I was just saying a, a little bit before the show that um, we've been seeing this massive starseed awakening on the planet, and it started 18 months ago. And these, you know, starseeds are just waking up in droves and somehow finding their way to us. Um, and it's, it's really um, encouraging and heartwarming to see that there is a grander plan long before all of this, um, you know, virus stuff started. The star seed awakening was already underway for a whole year. So you have to look at the timing (laughs) of some of these things and, and out of it is coming some really heart touching stories, you know, South Korea. I love that Anastasia. Um, and I don't know if you saw, I saw another story where the potato farmer didn't have anyone to sell his potatoes to, a farmer in Idaho, and they showed a picture of just mountains of potatoes that had to be thrown away. But yet there were people in New York City who were actually hungry, Americans who were starving. So some somebody, some good Samaritan, certainly starseed type person, put together a, a, a GoFundMe kind of a thing and got a bunch of volunteers, and they packed up all those, not all of them, they didn't have room for all of them, but they packed up truckload after truckload of potatoes to send them to the people in New York who were hungry. And and that just, you know, I, I'm sure that's just one example of random acts of kindness and compassion and people stepping up and, and you know, thinking of their fellow man so and their fellow human. So... Yeah, I think and this can be a time of great awakening. So, um <clears throat> that was my two cents. And now I'm going to get Lavendar's mic open here. And our our special guest Dr. Chad, let me see. Okay, get your mic open. Okay. Well, you're both on the air. So, uh Lavendar, take it
2: away. Okay. <clears throat> So, Chad, I'm so excited to have you speak to us about your business and what you've been doing. So, just give us a little um, two or three minute bio of yourself, and then let's talk about the things that you're stepping into that would interest our star seeds. So, give us a little bio,
0: Chad. Let me make sure the mic uh, I thought it was open. Hang on, let me just Oh. Oh, yeah. gosh. He dropped off the what switchboard. Happened? So we're, we're going to have to wait for him to call back in. Okay. Yeah. yeah Mercury's not even retrograde yet.
2: <laughs> well,
0: you know, oh. <laughs> There was, I
2: went out a while ago, and the sun is, is, is doing something very bizarre. I'm not sure what it is. It's not about the heat. It was about another energy. So uh, the Internet and everything has been wacko today, <laughs> I've noticed. So okay. something, something's All going right. on.
0: Yeah. Well, Dr. Chad is back. Um, we were just talking about the uh, um, Internet technology glitches that seem to be cropping up. But we got you back now, Chad, so um, go on with lavender. Lavendar. You,
2: can you hear us? So, yeah, Chad. Uh, I don't know whether you heard me or not, but uh, if you just kind of give us a a thumbnail sketch of your bio, and then let's talk about some of the things that the Star Seeds might be interested in.
0: Where is he? Well, okay, Dr. Chad, uh, you're on the switchboard. The mic is open. Um, if you're on your phone. Make sure the mute button is off. So, let me turn. I'm going to try to turn your mic off and then back on again and see if that helps. Okay. You there, Chad? I thought I heard something, and I know I was talking to you before the show. So, just hang in there. We'll get this figured out. I'm looking up and down the switchboard. Okay. All right. We're going to try it again. So now uh, that line isn't working. Okay. Is this the third time the charm?
3: Can you hear me now?
0: Yay! Yes. Yes. (laughs) Excellent. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for your determination and persistence.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, so thank you Lavendar- so much
0: for,
3: for for. You want me to just jump into it?
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, Lavendar had asked you a question, so let's try that question one more time. Okay. Perfect. So
2: give us a little thumbnail bio, and then we'll talk about the things that the Star Seeds are going to be interested in from what you what you say about about what you do.
3: Absolutely. So thank you so much for having me on. I Apologize for any of the confusion at the beginning. So I'll jump right into it. A little bit of my. Um, background. Like my bio uh, stated, I, I own a wellness practice in Orange County, California, and Huntington Beach. We opened up in 2015. And my background, I went to USC, got my doctorate in physical therapy. So my upbringing is very much Western um, medicine and kind of how we deal with the physical ailments, pain management, all of those things. And as I started my own business and got um, into my career, I very quickly on a personal level, but then also from a career standpoint, uh, realize that there is so much more to um, healing an individual than just the Western side, which is mostly uh, the physical ailments again, and wanting to dive more into learning about the energy side of things and how we can address um, some of those things from a, a health and wellness standpoint. So, as I started my own practice uh, through 2015 and up until you know now, we really have progressed um, combining those practices as far as um, dealing with the energy side of things, more Eastern, uh, which is the mind, the body, and the spirit combined. Um, it's trying to help um, fix some of the pain. Along with the the anatomical, you know, functional deficits that we typically see in a rehabilitation setting, um, so it's been uh, a lot of fun. There's a lot of challenges, and um, meeting uh, people like the Sarcids and Labanar has really helped kind of open my mind up to attract uh, similar people into my practice to help our local communities, but then also um you know find additional practitioners that are on the same path that uh Repair Sports Institute is on
2: Well I noticed when I looked at your um website that you do uh the laser therapy the red le- red laser therapy can you tell us a little bit about how that works I'm very interested in knowing about that
3: Yeah so the class 4 uh laser therapy is something that I you know have I've been fortunate enough to to learn about from the very beginning of when it came out a while back, looking at the research you know back in the day, ultrasound used to be the big um, um, modality that a lot of physical therapists and chiropractors use. It is still used today it does have some some benefits as far as helping with uh pain management and blood flow and whatnot but really the class four laser has trumped that time and time again looking at the research and what it does is it's deep penetrating heat into our tissues that um, allows. The biggest thing is the blood flow aspects so of the microcirculation of oxygenated blood into an area, and can help really start to expedite the healing process when there's um, different type of ailments going on, whether it's in in a joint and having some um, effusion that you know we call the toxic soup that's sitting there from uh, an injury, and helps flush out that effusion. Or it could be in uh, soft tissue injury, such as in a muscle where there's um, some blood that starts to coagulate and kind of sit there, which is, you know, most commonly ecchymosis or bruising, for that matter. And that class 4 laser it really helps kind of open up um, those blood vessels and the microcirculation and, and, once again, expedite the healing process.
2: Wow. Well. Yeah, I've just been introduced to that uh, recently myself, so I wanted to know what you had to say about it. I'm very impressed. In fact, what I what I've thought about this technology, I feel like it, it it resets your natural state, what you're born with, and your natural body's functions will go to go to zero point of where the creation happened. That's the way I kind of look at it. How do you feel about it? Yeah. I just said. Yeah, no, I, I love that explanation. I think a lot of
3: the tools. Um, and the the techniques that we use as a physical therapist really um, is helping the body get back to homeostasis, I think from the different stresses of you know physical life or the emotional stress of life um, we We end up getting systemic inflammation which can cause all kinds of different things um, in the body to kind of go south per se and And the tools and techniques that we use, and the laser, for example, is really helping us get back to that, you know, kind of ground zero to help us operate at a high level.
2: So in your your observations, are you finding a lot of sports-minded people now are coming to you because of your higher consciousness that's happening in your building? Do you find that that maybe you're putting a call out to to attract a certain kind of, of athlete. Is that happening for you?
3: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And it's not even just an athlete, you know, being an athlete has been a passion of mine, my entire life uh, and working with them. It was always one of my, you know, goals that I had on my whiteboard from a, a little kid Um, But it's it's more than that, more specifically over the last two to three years, as far as the path that I've been on, which has really been diving into the Eastern side of medicine, which is, you know, dealing with the chakras and learning about all the different energies in the body. I've really attracted similar people. So people coming to repair, not just to help with their injuries, but really kind of help expand their mind on the energy side of things and developing in creating their tribe. So similar type people um, in order to improve their life all around. And we've seen that from uh, different practitioners that have come and found uh, repair and and became part of the practice all the way down to, um, you know, the, the community injured patients coming in that are very similar mindset to ours.
2: Yeah. So I noticed that you have worked with the um, U.S. Olympic volleyball team. Did you go to the um, Olympics the last time they went, the last time? So um, in Rio, unfortunately I did not. I was,
3: uh, you know, in the the way it works is there's multiple different practitioners that travel all around the world uh, with the, the beach volleyball teams, and it can be chiropractors, physical therapists, athletic trainers, massage therapist. And I was, you know, out of about 60, some providers, I was in the top three. Um, and unfortunately I was not able to make it, but one of, uh, you know, two other providers made it, um, and very deserving to go. But with that said, I have been able to work, you know, one-on-one with all of our top beach volleyball Olympians leading right up to the games, Um, and it's been, it's amazing to travel and see the world, And work with different uh, practitioners from all different parts of the world and and learn their um, different kind of healing modalities and that's really kind of helped open my eyes up to a lot of what repair is all about but also the continued studies that I've been doing with the the energy work stuff so um, it's been amazing working with those type of athletes and and getting to see the world um, and the different healing techniques out there
2: So can you tell us a little bit about the connection between pain meds and marijuana?
3: Yeah. You know, one, one thing that's always been uh, just interesting to me is the, some of the political and the legality stuff on on that side. But, you know, once again, being an athlete, you know, my entire life, I have, um, being from upper Michigan, the middle of nowhere, not a whole lot as far as new age kind of how to take care of injuries playing football, um, not necessarily having the right strength and conditioning and definitely not uh, recovery-type modalities up there in order to stay uh, on the healthy side of things. I uh, had many surgeries, you know, from I think my first one was when I was 11, another one when I was, you know, in high school around 16, and then several in college and, you know, most recently up until last year. Um, and, and I think we all know that there's a fair amount of pain medications that are prescribed out in the U S to help man, manage some of these, uh, pain, um, cycles that people get into, whether it's from surgery or it's from constantly pushing their body as an athlete, or even, uh, sometimes in their career. And it's. It's interesting to me that, you know, through my experience and struggles, even for that matter, using pain meds and getting off them and on them and off them again um, due to the surgeries, that the pain medication is so often prescribed by medical doctors and, of course, legal with a prescription. And what I've noticed, it's been something that has completely wiped out uh, as far as my manifestation or my clearness when it comes to my soul and my energy and being able to process my pain because of how much it it knocks me off my center, meaning that if you take these pain-numbing medications, you're not just numbing the local pain, the pain fibers that it's causing the pain, but you're really kind of numbing your whole entire body, and I think there is such a huge Disconnect from your conscious and your subconscious when that's taking place, and I always found that interesting. When I when it became legal as far as marijuana in California, I started using that more to manage the pain, getting away from the pain medication, and and found that it was the opposite effect. Yes, it it helped manage the pain locally, but it, for me personally. It actually helped me get more connected with my subconscious and conscious self, which really helped me dive into more of the emotional and energy trauma that also took place from all of those injuries that I had over the years. And so, you know, I could probably talk for hours and hours as far as the conspiracies behind all these things, but it was always one of those things, like, how could our government really have... Marijuana illegal for so long, and have pain meds legal? You know the way that they're used, and and I think, quite frankly, it was backwards in the whole um, legality of the of the use of those.
2: Yeah, I agree. Of course, we have so many states now that that have legalized uh, medical marijuana, and I think that more and more people are understanding that it's 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 um it's more helpful for the physical body, and especially it, it, it thumbs down about alcohol, okay? Anymore, you know? Right. So it's Yeah. Once once you discover plant medicine, then then alcohol has to take a back seat. That's kind of the way I look at it.
3: And that's definitely something that I um, to dive deep into is learning more about plant medicine. I think once again, going back to I think our bodies really have all the capabilities of healing itself and. And, and manifesting and getting us to exactly where we need to be as far as our life path. And I think plant medicine is, is been put on this earth, you know, by God, our creators in order to help us with that process. I often, you know, I, I speak with uh Justin Bonomi, who's our, our energy, you know, guide our yoga instructor at our facility, who's really helped me kind of learn a lot of these things. But I, I often tell her, I see the plant medicine and these different things as cheat codes to a video game by using marijuana and getting more connected with your conscious and subconscious. It helps you really kind of see um, these, you know, these paths or things to learn as far as becoming a better human or practitioner or, you know, a boyfriend in a relationship for that matter. So it's, it's, um, it's something that I'm definitely continuing to look into and learn more about and, and kind of s- starting my path. And I was supposed to be going this, this month, actually, to, you know, several weeks to study different ancient civilizations and the different healing uh, techniques that they used.
2: Oh, good. Well, you know, the CBD oil products are really helping a lot of people with pain. Do you have a lot of CBD products to give to your clients?
3: Yeah, yeah, and CBD is definitely something that you know we've been been using and um, putting into practice in our our facility. You know, it's it's been great to use um, as a topical um, uh, pain management, anti-inflammatory, um, but then also using the, the drops in the clinic too. So these definitely something that we suggest to our clients, especially when we know that they have been using pharmaceuticals to try to get them off of those um, medications and to go more naturally by using CBD, which, you know, is a plant product. And uh, the product that we primarily use is Meraki, which uh, we've gotten phenomenal results. Very
2: important. You know, some of the
3: most holistic
2: out there. You know, one of one of the... Wait a minute. One, one of the things... That, can you hear me okay? Something's going on with this yep. phone up What's happening here? Um, I was thinking earlier about uh, talking to you about the, the idea of astrology and sports. Because mm-hmm. when, I, when I started working um, with astrology, I knew that it was going to take me in some very strange places. So several years ago, when, when Oklahoma Thunder uh, came on the scene, I did all their charts and I noticed that all of them were star seeds and they got up to i guess they almost won the championship that year i think they were first runner up but anyway i started tracking them and the days that they were really on was starseed dates the starseed dates seemed to empower the players as they were shooting the baskets and if it was like a void of course moon or if, if there was some retrograde planets that of course you know had an effect on them but I'm hoping that in the future that we'll be able to include astrology with timing with sports. Because if you know when you're you're, um, you're the weakest, then you shouldn't be going out there and doing something rough. But know when you're the strongest when you're going to make it. You know, there's an ebb and a flow. Know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away when the dealing's done. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. So yeah, what do you think I, about I, that idea, astrology yeah. and sports?
3: I would love to, to learn more about that, and, and I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I've, I often said, you know, I've told people that, you know, I've been fortunate enough to work with, you know, some of the best athletes in the entire world ever, you know, amongst multiple different generations. And, and I've often told people that that high level of an athlete, they are just different. The way yeah. they think, the way their body feels, The way they do things is just different. I haven't been able to put my finger exactly on what
2: that different is, but they're just different than the average human. Well, I'm wondering if they genetically have a bloodline that's strong and they come in with an astrological blueprint on top of it to give them that extra Olympic vibe.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I wouldn't be surprised that there is definitely both of those things going into place, yeah, wow, so do you have a story you can tell us about anything that happened that would be kind of exciting for our our listeners to hear uh people coming in to maybe having um a really bad accident and, and then somehow miraculous things happen and they and they're now walking and they're doing fine. Do you have stories like that
3: um, yeah, I was, we we uh, have a lot of different stories when it comes to, you know, patients that have come in, whether it's, you know, a really horrific injury from a sporting event or a car accident or, you know, somebody that has had a bunch of surgeries from cancer or, you know, dealing with MS, you know, so there's a lot of different stories over the course of my career that I've been I'm really fortunate enough to to play a small part, and I often feel that I am just a small part, but it's a a big enough piece that, you know, gives them the the push to continue on down their path because I do ultimately believe everyone is on their own path, and if I can help be a catalyst to um, get somebody on their path, then, you know, then I'm super grateful for that. But one that, you know, comes to mind is probably – you know this this girl and her boyfriend got in a car accident two years ago, and it was a very uh, crazy car accident, one of which nobody should have lived, but they they did live. Um, and and the girl herself um, was in the passenger seat of the car, and and the car was completely totaled, and she was kind of curled up on the seat of the car, kind of hugging her legs, sleeping, and due to the impact of the other car hitting them, her, her feet were completely crushed. And, you know, depending on if her feet were down or she was an inch that way or an inch this way, you know, not only could she potentially lost her life, but lost her legs. And and this girl was a division one volleyball player, very athletic, um, very motivated. Um, to be the best athlete that she could be coming from a family of Olympians. And, and then getting into this car accident, which was such a, you know, an eye opener for her really kind of the the pivoting point of her life Um, and being able to be there literally from step one from her in the clinic. And I was even in the hospital with her a little bit and transitioning into the clinic, being there for her first steps and, and now I still get to see her where she is running and jumping. And, you know, she's a, a sports fitness model, um, just landed one of her biggest gigs of her career. And being able to see that um, when there was obviously a lot of times where, um, you know, depression and, and other things kicked in as far as, you know, will she even be able to do any type of activity again? And and seeing the motivation and the determination of somebody like that and pushing their way through um, and the family support around her uh, ultimately makes, you know, what I do, you know, uh, enjoyable every single day. And and I'm so grateful to be able to be a part of that story specifically, but also to have a business that allows other practitioners to be a part of and help other people
2: um, on their path in order to be successful
3: in this life.
2: That's great. I wanted to know if you're hearing any any um gossip or things about the olympians that are that trained so hard and now they're gonna have to wait a year. Are you hearing any feedback from any of those people?
3: yeah you know i'm in con- I am in contact with several of them um consistently and you know at first um if nobody if you never had one on one experience with olympian it's it's in a crazy determination and motivation and, and rigid schedule leading up to the year. I mean, it's three, four years built up to the Olympics, but it's really that year, year and a half right before the Olympics that, you know, these athletes are so focused on those games that literally every second of their, you know, awakened day and even in their sleep is focused around those games. And at first, when when the virus you know came around and and the games were you know initially delayed and then and then canceled and rescheduled for the next year, there was a lot of you know people upset. They they've had everything dialed in for a long period of time, you know being changed the last you know six months leading up to it is is something extremely hard um, for those athletes. In some cases, you know people that were going to be in these 2020 games probably will not be in the 2021 games. You know, some people were planning on retiring in these games. Other people, it was going to be their first opportunity to be in these games. And, and now, you know, adding on another year, you really don't know where your physical state or your mental, you know, your spiritual state's going to be going into the next game. So, but with that said, I think once they got over that initial, kind of well you know it is what it is the whole world's going through this um and seeing them get back focused and and starting to prepare for the next year already is has been their 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 goals so it's not a whole lot of time for them to be upset or frustrated by it because it's a quick turnaround already and they're right back into their training um and focusing on next year
2: right well i'm so happy that that you are incorporating all the different alternative medicines uh, modalities with with your um, with your work that you do with these Olympians and other people that are into sports. This is really a needed um, a business that you're in i'm I'm surprised that I haven't heard about something like this before and I, you're the first one that I've seen to really incorporate both um both modalities. So, bravo to you, boy. This is good. This is a good thing that you're doing. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I really, I really hope
3: I can be the the
2: bridge, you know,
3: for this. I've always, you know, the moment I started the company, I stated that, you know, Repair for Sports Institute is changing the game. It's the future of wellness, and I, re- I really mean that every inch of me. I uh, Has always believed in that and meant that, and it, it's a learning process at the same time. I don't have all the answers as far as what's the best way, you know, to do this and how to do it. But what I've, what I've been able to focus in on, because for a while it was a lot for me. It was it was overwhelming in the sense of how can I do this to the best of my ability. And the more that I was thinking to the future or dwelling on the past of what I could have did better, it, it caused more. Um, disturbance. And, and over the last, you know, six months to, to 12 months, I've looked internal and I've spent more time working on me and spending the time, you know, to, to learn about the, the energy systems and how to, you know, operate those more smoothly with me and dealing with my own injuries and focusing more internally through those injury processes has given me so much more insight as far as how this can be done. And ultimately, it's not just about me. It's truly about my tribe, the people around me. I call them my my wall of goddesses, basically. I have all kinds of women that surround me that are way more in tune with their feminine side and helping me get more in tune with my feminine side and ultimately balancing out those masculine and feminine energies because I, I truly feel that is the the long-term success of you know my business and my personal life, and 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 making this um, uh, me as the bridge for more uh, wellness centers to be able to do exactly this and helping athletes and and everyone
2: for that matter. Yeah, well, everybody just get, got their ears perked up when you said that. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I um, would
3: love to. I would love to help. And In the well, there's more people out there that want to do that,
2: when you said you have goddesses um, surrounding you, that that was the key word for us. <laughs> we knew exactly what we needed to do to help you next. So whatever it is you need from us, you let us know. You come back on our show anytime you want to come back. I have a feeling, Chad, that you're going to experience some things with new plant medicines and new herbs and new things that people are going to teach you. And I think you're really going to take off on maybe some new products and no telling how how far you're gonna take it. I kinda of see you going global with it actually.
3: Well, so, I would love to.
2: I, I would love to. That, I, I think, think that's in your help. stars. I think that's in yeah. your stars. So I'm gonna to to hand, hand you over to. now to, to to Ariel, my my co host. She has the switchboard. Would you be willing to talk to some people uh on the switchboard?
3: Absolutely.
2: Okay. So, Chad, you stay connected to me. And anything that you need from us at any time, like if you have ten minutes, you want to jump on our show and tell the world something, you're always welcome to come and do that. Okay?
3: Um, I'd love to. Thank you.
2: Okay.
0: So back to you, Arielle. Okay. Well, <laughs> um Well, actually it was um, before the show because I remembered your name from because I did I did a reading for you. Um mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm gonna go back and look at your chart again because I didn't know what you did and then after you know, I just went and looked at your chart, you know, an hour ago and I thought, Oh my gosh, you are so in alignment with your own natural state. Um and the the, the main thing that I saw was all this Scorpio energy. And mm-hmm. Scorpio can really um, uh, can have the mastership with with alchemy, changing energy from one state to another, and that's what you do. And most of that Scorpio is in your sixth house of health and healing, a- along with the Mars and Venus conjunction um, in Libra. So balancing masculine and feminine, and changing health, changing the approach to health. Um, I mean, this is all your natural state. So you are. Um, you're right on time, and in alignment with what you uh, chose to have uh, for your your chart and your journey this time. So, um, I just wanted to I share that with you.
3: Yeah,
1: that's
0: um, definitely
3: something Lavender and I talked about in the past, and and she helped me, you know, realize those things. I've known her for a couple of years now, and well, and you helped do my chart too. So, yeah, I, I feel it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I just I love to see when you know. Sometimes I look at a chart, and I have no idea. It's just a name and a date, and I'll look at the chart and I read the chart and send it to them, and then they they write back, and and they tell me what they're doing, and it was like all right there in their chart, and it just it just thrills me that that there are people who even though they didn't know what you know what their chart is holding, they still. Are on the right path, and then when you then when you find out you know the details about your chart, then you can really you know kind of fine tune it and and uh, get up to even higher levels. but I just thought that was wonderful so yeah. um, do you do you do any um, um, chiropractic manipulation?
3: Yes, yes, I do. So we we have chiropractors that also work for our facility, but I've also been um, trained in uh, what, what are called grade five uh, manipulation, their adjustments. So, yes, I do uh, just the same type of adjustments chiropractors do.
0: Well, that's uh, the reason that I'm asking is that I have been a proponent of chiropractic my whole life. Um, well, I mean, since my adult life, I didn't know anything about it when I was a kid, but um and I've been to a lot of different chiropractors with different styles, and I just recently found one who does um, specializes in chiropractic biophysics. Have you heard of that?
3: Yes, I have. If um, you know, I, I'm I'm not. I don't have a ton of information on that, but if and I could be a little off here, but chiropractic using biophysics or uh, applied kinesiology, where they're actually doing different types of manual muscle testing in order to get different readings on your energy so they will you know they can ask ask different questions or they could go to different joints and test it and they can get a manual muscle readout on it to see if there's actual like a biophysical issue going on there and they either do an adjustment or they add in a plant medicine or an herb or an essential oil and then do the testing again, and, and they have shown to being able to like manipulate those energies and and clear them, you know, in order to help with the healing process.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you know how to ask, the human body will tell you whatever you need to know. You know, this right. and, and right. I mean, kinesiology is really great with that because um you can't fake it. You know, if right. you don't have any, yep. if you don't have any strength in a particular joint. And, and you know, it's like he'll say, okay, now try to, you know, resist me and, keep, you know, keep your arm st- steady, and I can't. I, mean, I just can't. I thought I don't have any strength there. And then, of course, the other arm might be fine. And then he'll know exactly what to do, and then he'll do it again, and then I've got the strength back. And I just think that it's just, it's almost like magical. But, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, and there is, I mean, there is a division of chiropractic that – um uh, I just wanna share and, and if you uh, if you want to you know look it up there is actually a website it's called chiropractic biophysics and uh it, it is actually an um an orthotic application that corrects spinal um misalignment, subluxations, translations, um, you know, ancient injuries and and there's actually an orthotic that you use. And, I mean, it, it takes many, many times. You can't just use it once and be done. You have to, you know, keep it up. It's a, like a therapy program. But, um, mm-hmm. I mean, correcting um, age, I mean, like old, old injuries that never were um, addressed when they happened. And this is, um, I've just found it fascinating. Uh, and I've been... Uh, wanting to learn more about that. But, yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah, there, I mean, just you can anybody can go just check out the website for chiropractic biophysics. And uh, there are, it's kind of like, a, I think, a, um, a newer modality, although it might have been around a long time. Um, it hasn't been widespread because um, I've never heard of it before, and I thought I was pretty up on, you know, that particular uh, modality. Um
3: yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good things out there and newer practices are starting to focus on,
0: you know, really
3: picking up the the energy side of things when it comes to healing.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, really if the uh if the energy is misaligned or depressed or repressed, um, it'll manifest in the body, you know, sooner or later. So you've got to you've got to tend to the energy because you can't just you know, um, to do the laundry and put it back on a dirty body. <laughs> it just right. it doesn't it doesn't have a lasting effect. So um, exactly, yeah, and it's and it's I loved it. I mean, there's more and more people that are turning to um, what they're calling alternative. Um, but I mean, and don't get me wrong, Western medicine definitely has a place. And my brother wouldn't be alive without Western medicine after a double lung transplant. But when it comes to maintenance and and maintaining homeostasis, um, that's more Eastern. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, yep. I love your concept of combining both because I don't think you can really have one without the other um, because it right. is the masculine and feminine, and when you when you use them in balance. Uh, you're going to get the best of of both of those worlds.
3: Yep, absolutely. Can't agree more. So uh,
0: let me just let me just take a moment here and and let the people, the listeners, know that if you have a question or or comment for Dr. Chad, um, if you're already on the switchboard, you'll just need to press one um, so that our producers know you want to come on the air and they'll get that squared away. Or if you're listening um, on the computer, then you need to pick up the phone and dial nine one seven. 889-8292, and then as soon as you're in, you press one, and again our producers will get you squared away. So, um, but having said that, uh, Dr. Chad, uh, we have a lot of our listeners listen to like on Wednesday from the archives, so we don't we don't always have a lot of live callers, but um, that's just us. It has nothing to do with you or what you're presenting. Yeah. So um, yeah, no we worries. just but we invite people um if if you want to um, ask a question or make a comment, um, that opportunity is there for you so um earlier in you were when you were talking to Lavender, you mentioned about the um, um it's almost like an embargo against plant medicine that's been you know um, part of our government law. For a long, yeah. long time, that um, was actually my brother who told me this story that he had read, you know, someplace on the internet. That way, way, way back, you know, like probably in the very, in the beginning of the 20th century, in the early 1900s, um, there was a, a big newspaper guy uh, named Randolph Hearst, and he was a major publisher, and he owned all this lumber. And, and he was using uh, the lumber to make the paper to print his newspaper and sell it. And at the same time, there were all these hemp farmers. I mean, George Washington was a hemp farmer. and And they were using hemp to make paper. Well, that was cutting into Hearst's profits because he had, you know, all those forests. <laughs> so... He is the one that actually funded, if you remember uh, an old movie, you might have seen it in in grade school or something, called Reefer Madness. And they I mean, no, they, no. Show people, they show people that are like psychotic, going crazy on Reefer. And, and it was him that uh, funded and created that movie to put a really bad connotation on marijuana and make it be the evil... Um, you know it this should be illegal, and that's how he got the hemp farmers from you know cutting into his lumber industry and competing
3: mm-hmm.
0: with his lumber industry and and that's that's how come um hemp cannabis um has been illegal ever since because of this one man, and they yeah. never, changed the book. I, I, never changed the books never changed the books right. Yeah,
3: and unfortunately, I think there's a lot of different things like that within our our government that were, you know, manipulated or the narrative was changed for whether whether it's industry or, you know, the benefit of others, and and unfortunately, it kind of hasn't been corrected, you know, in in this case with marijuana until now uh, because they figured out how big corporation and government can benefit on the taxes and whatnot, but I think there's a lot of different things Out there, and not even just from the health and wellness standpoint, but you know, a lot of different industries that there's very beneficial things out there that are more holistic and natural that can really, you know, help help us. And you know, it's part of my goal is to figure out what some of those things are. And I know a lot of different ancient civilizations use several different healing techniques that kind of got lost along the way because of, you know, maybe it couldn't be monetized or whatever, and that is part of, uh, you know, my mission to travel around the world and figure out what these are.
0: There's so much ancient knowledge and wisdom that has just been supplanted with, oh, but this is modern, so it has to be better. I's like right. oh, you know this, this these these you know uh, principles or understandings or um medicines have been around for thousands and thousands of years, and you know modern medicine is only maybe a couple hundred years old um and um automatically is assumed to be better because it's newer right and that that's right but I, you know what that that thinking is changing, I know that thinking is it changing. Is. you just look in the grocery yeah. store. At the products that are now available, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and I've said it before, but I'll say it again: it's because the, the people who were born with Pluto in Virgo are about changing health, and are more, much more natural in their own personal inclinations. And now that generation is old enough to be CEOs and you know management of these companies. And they have different, um, you know, opinions than their predecessors. So that's why organic food is is mainstream now. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it I, used to I be. Agree. Yeah. Go ahead. Yep. I, so I think thanks, it goes but... back to
1: kind
3: of my, my, my mission as well. You know, I once I have been able to, you know, get the background as far as schooling, you know, getting my doctorate and all of those things, I, I knew that there was a lot. That I felt needed to change, you know, almost subconsciously, like I was born with it. And so the, the, the moment I got the opportunity to be able to start my own business, you know, literally with the, the mantra of changing the game was, was right from the get go. and And I really mean that and really with everything that we do is trying to implement more of the, the energy side of things, the masculine and feminine, getting Western and Eastern working together. And I really feel like the time is now and more and more people are, are seeking that. And I've really been um, so appreciative of our local community and people really from all over the country, you know, the thankfully to social media, have been able to get out there and, and have people, wanting that information and and seeking that information in order to better themselves.
0: Yeah. And do you also have um, like uh, nutritional specialists um, working with, you know, a lot of people have toxic diets that could be detracting from their overall health. So do you, you address the nutritional aspects as well?
3: Yeah, I think, uh, yes, we do. We, we have nutritionists in-house. Um, it goes hand-in-hand, uh, hand, once again, with the, the energy work because, you know, it is uh, our soul our, is in this vehicle, and if our vehicle is broken down and not maintenance very well, a.k.a. healthy nutrition, managing, you know, a lot of the things that we commonly see, obesity, um, high blood pressure, hypertension, you know, diabetes, all of these things, it's really hard for our soul to be successful when we're in a, in a broken down, you know, vehicle. So nutrition is, is is extremely important when it comes to overall health and wellness, but also recovering from an injury. It's hard to um, ask a body to heal itself in a timely and efficient manner when it's not healthy in a general sense.
0: Well, yeah. It'd be like kind of uh, asking your car to, to go in the passing lane when you really needed a tune up and you, and you just kind of sputter out <laughs> before you get back in i so, um yeah you really have to take care of the vehicle and so and so yeah. you do have you have yoga um and you've got the actual physical therapists um you're doing nutrition you're doing the, the laser um it sounds like you've got it all covered but but i mean do you use any homeopathy
3: um you know a, a little bit we we do try to be a little bit more uh holistic in all things that we do so there is essential oils and 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 obviously the nutrition more holistic approach to things and the use of cbd in order to get off pharmaceuticals and so we really we do try to include all natural aspects of it and it comes down to even the environment of which um, our clinic is in So making sure that the, the, the lighting is not, you know, big fluorescent lights that are shining down on you and, and stealing your energy as I'd say they do. Um, but the music that's in there, um, the, the textures that are in there. So really all five of our senses are, are being, um, you know, taking in consideration when it comes to the healing uh, as far as stepping into our environment. And we try to do that with all the different um, not only techniques, but modalities and the homeopathy, and all of those things. When when it comes to helping someone on their path,
0: uh, that just reminded me. Um, we had a guest on the show um, a couple of times um, who does. He's a, he's a musician and produces music that is. Um, I'm trying to remember the term, um, but the music he has actually got the. Um, Measuring equipment. Well, they will—they'll measure a person's energy field and get some kind of a reading, and then the person goes and listens to these particular pieces that he's created, and then they go do another reading, and they can see remarkable, you know, improvement. Um, so, his his name is Ted Winslow. Okay. And if you could, you could probably Google him and 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 see about getting some of his CDs. Because they, yeah. they um they've been coded for healing and you could just put those in with your playlist. Um but yeah, he's a, a really wonderful starseed who um does recording binaural beats. That's what he he infuses yeah. into the music where you can't really you can't really hear it, but your your sure. energy your energy um absorbs it and it's it's very beneficial. So it's Ted Absolutely, Winslow I, man, think it's, a I think it's uh, Big Ted Country Winslow. Music Or something like that But yeah, you, I mean if you Google him He's all over the web So you'll be able yeah, to find his Yeah, I music. definitely
3: will yeah. Big believer in, in sound healing And we've, we've done crystal bowl sound healing classes And we try to implement some of those things in just in a general sense Into the music that is playing in there But big, firm believer in sound healing Oh,
0: well, What about color? What color are your walls?
3: So they're definitely uh, we have some bluer blue walls, not bright blue, but then just some other um, milder tones and grays. Uh, we have, we have some wood texture in there as well, as as far as uh, also some exposed like old brick. So there's just a bunch of different textures um, that make it an enjoyable space to be in, versus uh, you know a hospital or a typical PT clinic where the everything's just bright, and not a whole lot of anything going on on the walls. Well, yeah, like that. yeah, so it's not it's not it's not overwhelming. It's just very uh relaxing.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean blue is good for relaxation and and uh calmness, mm-hmm. tranquility. Um Yep. Yeah, put some you know, green plants in there and you know, because yep, green is very healing and the plants will Generate so I mean you create you've got all bases covered you've got your environment physical environment your your practitioners your modalities your programs and your own experience um, so I really I really yes. um, see you going I mean you're just at the beginning
3: yes you know twenty <laughs> twenty years
0: from now very yeah twenty years from now very exciting there could be all kinds of um, people kind of jumping on your bandwagon to uh, To approach things in in a similar balanced way, and it's yeah. just so and needed. That, it is, yeah.
3: And that that really is ultimately my focus over you know the 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 rest of my career is is focusing more on how to perfect your you know make this model work as best as possible. Yes, I'm still a practitioner. I, I am treating and taking care of clients, but it's really shifting towards uh, making it uh, more of a standard type practice and how it all flows. Cause it is a lot of different, you know, techniques and modalities and a lot of people involved. So making that, um, you know, as efficient and, and smooth as possible for the, the patient experience to be the best it can be. And then, getting more and more clients in so they can experience it and get it out to the general public. And then also, you know, be on radio shows and stuff like this. So more of the world can hear about what is taking place and what really can be out there in order for the the best healing process.
0: And do you have some kind of a EMF blocking on your building?
3: I don't have I don't have that, but that is something, especially in Orange County, which I know there's a lot of different um, stuff going going on out here. Um, it's something that I, I need to look more into and in getting because it's it's important for sure.
0: Yeah, well, there's I mean there's a lot of solutions and um, things that you can do. Uh, we have had another guest on the show who has a, a website called LessEMF.com. Uh-huh. And, and he, he's basically um, an online catalog and people that have EMF blocking products um, submit and they put them through rigorous testing. And only if they are valid and, and proven in testing are they listed. So it's not all his own personal products. Um, but he has a great assortment of things that you can do for um, it, for controlling EMF, and certainly, I mean, I can't help but think that you know when I'm in a uh, you know in the chiropractor's office or um, other office where people are going to get well, and everyone's sitting in the waiting room on their cell phones. And right. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, in, in my opinion, it would be less harmful if you let people smoke in there
3: <laughs>
1: because yeah. the
0: cell I mean I, the cell phones I mean those are they're, they're warping your DNA. You know, yeah. I mean, at least with the smoke it's you can get out of the building. <laughs> you know? yeah. but um, it's a lot. Yeah, it's 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 something to consider because people are just um, they're so conditioned by now that mm-hmm. they're you know if you want if you're really serious about wanting to get well, you got to take a look at how much EMF exposure you're getting, and you know, and at least having a, a place. Uh, in your interior space that is protected. I mean, there's paint you can paint on the walls that will block it. There's other materials that you can line the walls with, or um, you know, things that cancel out the dirty electricity. All of that, but you know, it's it's a it's a something that would be like uh, the the cherry on top to have yeah, a totally no, healthy he- totally healthy environment. Yeah. I definitely agree and I, I I'll be looking more into that
3: because it is something that I've you know, I've known about and read a lot about my for my personal self, but yeah, for the the entire clinic would be
0: Well yeah, especially I mean if you're starting to attract more spiritual, uh potential mm-hmm. starseed kind of people, they're more sensitive to it. Yep. So yep, for yeah, sure. you've got to you've gotta and even though they don't you can't feel it, you can't taste it, see it, you can't sense it. Uh, some people are sensitive to it, and they but they are um, not in the majority. So, I mean, at least if you if you know if you walk into some place where someone was smoking a cigar, you can smell it a mile away, and you can choose not to go. Right. But with mm-hmm. EMF, yep. you have no way of knowing if you're standing in toxic soup. So, yep. um, yeah, I I wish my uh, my doctor would have a no cell phone zone.
3: Yeah, I agree. And we really try to keep all of the cell phones off of the, the treatment floor. You know,
0: definitely the, the yeah. physical side or
3: people are training and also on the table side. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, it just seems so counterproductive. It's like you know, here yep. you're getting all you know, getting all this treatment and at the same time you're being irradiated by the person next to you being on the cell phone. Um but that's yep. That's something that I could rant on for hours about, which I will spare you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but it sounds like you have just got a really good thing started, and you know, with all the high-profile people that you work with, um, that's got to be a great advantage to you know getting this more widespread. Than you know a few enlightened offices here and there across the country. We need to have you know a lot of people because you can't you know personally serve. There's only so many people that you can you can have as clients. So there's got to be more um, people with your your consciousness and your attitude and, and and your vision for the future. I know they're out there. Yeah.
3: Once oh yeah. Just- yeah, I, you know. it's been it's been really nice to uh, bring those um, clientele in because they just have a bigger reach on their social media and they're they're very supportive and they get it out there and it helps us grow. So, yeah, it's been it's been nice.
0: Well, you know when you get you know when you get things down to um, a science, then yeah, you could you could franchise that.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know,
0: and have people that that uh replicate what you're doing in a lot of different locations. Mm-hmm. That is
3: that's the goal.
0: <laughs> well I think it's it's very it's it very doable. And so you just you just keep us um updated and, and like Lavendar said, if if uh if you have something, you know, new, exciting, something that you just found out about and you want to tell people, you can come on just any time. you want to just come on for ten minutes and announce something. Um, we can we 'd be happy to do that for you to help uh, further your cause.
3: Oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, and I definitely will be doing that as we continue okay. to expand
1: okay oh,
0: so, well so obviously uh, so we didn't we didn 't have anybody call in, but um like I said, that is kind of typical, so it 's no <laughs> reflection on you it 's just that most people will be listening uh tomorrow and then throughout the next couple of weeks. So let's uh repeat your website is Repair S I. So that's the word repair, R E P A I R and then S I for Sports Institute. Repair S I dot com and you've got a beautiful website. i I spent some time on there and looking Thank around you. and you yeah, have very comprehensive and very well done. So everyone, you. you know, check out doctor Chad's website, RepairSI.com. dot com and um uh, Best of luck in everything that you do, and you are on track, on time, and we're so glad that you are on the planet now with the rest of us.
3: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And people can also find us on uh, Instagram or Facebook at Repair Sports, um, or you can send me an email at chad at com, and I'll be more than happy to um, Reach out and talk and discuss anything that you guys are interested in. So, thank you so much for having me on again. It's been great.
0: Oh, you are so welcome. So, uh, thanks for being with us. And we're going to wrap it up now. I want to thank everyone for listening. And we will be back two weeks from tonight. And until then, make sure that you remember that we are still blessed, even in the face of what we've been through in the last couple of months. We are still blessed. And show compassion to everyone. We've got to come together and hold the light. So good night, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com.